Hey friend. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very blessed. Happy to be here. Blessed and highly favoured, as usual. That's it. <laughs> uh, how's your weekend? Um, what did I do? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, pretty chilled. Well, not really. I went out like Saturday and Sunday. I, I, I haven't been at home here for a weekend since January, I think. Like every Saturday and Sunday, I've been doing something for a long time. So, yeah. But it was cool. It's good. Went to a, a, um, an urban pub quiz and a Caribbean roast. It was really nice. Ooh. You know, now you say it, I think I've been out pre- pretty much, when I'm not working anyway, pretty much every weekend. Yeah, you definitely go outside every weekend, like, without a doubt. On the streets. <laughs> but it's fun. Like, you know, enjoy your life whilst we can. So. Exactly. How's your weekend? It's really good, actually. Yeah, I went to Congleton. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite area now. <laughs> um, and yeah, this weekend I'm going to Rome tomorrow. Ooh, yes. First time in Italy, so I'm really excited about that. It should be fun. Um, I have to go up at like 6 a.m. though, which is annoying. Oh, yeah, early flight things. You know, I can't complain. Going, going away, going away. So yeah, I haven't been away since last summer, last August. Oh, was that when you went? Oh, you went on holiday? Yeah, I went to Lanzarote. I don't know, for some reason it feels like that was way, like, more so recent than it was. I know, do you think it's like this whole year just, it's just a blur, man? It is, and we're in March already. It's going to be, like, summertime before you know it. Exactly, wow. Um, I'm looking forward to summer day, so. You're not? I am looking forward to summer day. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. There's going to be lots of activities you've got planned as well. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. Yes, but let's get into it, our recent episode. Um, hi everybody, welcome to the Rated Podcast, the podcast where we speak about all things music and popular culture. I'm Carl CNN. And I'm Molly Vade. And today we're bringing you another Hot Topics episode. We're back in the swing of things with our Hot Topics, so they'll be alternating mostly when we haven't got other episodes filled in. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, quite, I'll say quite a couple of weeks, because I feel like the list isn't as long as it usually is. But then again, I feel like it's quite juicy um first thing on my list though i thought it would be good to start off with like the new music and just to get that out of the way because sometimes it just takes up time you know yeah but um so new music in terms of new music over the last couple of weeks we've had um chloe and chris brown have had a collaboration called how does it feel what do you think of that song friend <sighs> Um, I, so, I don't think it's a bad song by any means. Like, it's not a bad song. I just think, to me, it just sounds like a generic R&B duet. Like, there's nothing special about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I get you. Like, I don't know. It just sounds like any other, like, Chris Brown and a female co- collaboration that we've heard kind of before. Mm. Um, I think what makes it kind of a little bit lackluster to me is the fact that I'm not, I'm just not really feeling any of the, the lead up to the Chloe's album as much mm. as like, with her like debut like Mercy Have Mercy and um, Treat Me so I don't think mm. after, it seems a bit lackluster in my opinion so it's not mm. really me excited for the album um, mm-hmm. I mean some people might like the song I can, I can see why people would like, would like the song because it is a nice a nice song mm. I think for me if you're going to be dropping your debut album I need something really like special like I need something to be hitting and nothing's really hit yeah so, so no, I get you, 100%, yeah. I feel the same as well. Like, I think it's a nice song, but then there's not much else to it. Like, I think I listened to it maybe twice since it came out, and it's almost been, like, two weeks now, I'm sure. 
So yeah, I, I don't know. Like I expected more from that collaboration, being that it's Chris Brown and Chloe, and I thought that there would be a lot more dancing in the video because they both can dance very well. Um, so I guess I expected more. So um, yeah. again, like like you said, I think that she was on the right path. I think with Have Mercy, and even you know, I would say treat me to some degree. Um, even though I'm like, I back, I'm back and forth about the song sometimes, but um, it seems like the direction is a bit different now. It's like a bit more relaxed, so to speak. Yeah. Um, do you know? I don't, I don't know how that will fare for her. Can't yeah, lie. I don't know how it's gonna. Be. I just don't. I just can't imagine like, as long as the album is is a mix of um, genres and tempos, and I'll be fine. But I just don't want it to be that that same like that same mid tempo R and B. What I was gonna say is when I was when I first heard the collaboration, I, I was picturing in my head, you know, um, uh, Chris Brown and Carrie Hilson One Night Stand. Yeah, something like that would have hit because, like like you said, more choreography. And then just, just a bit of a like a, a bit more up tempo, I think would have been good. Um, but yeah, I don't know how it's going to fare on the charts, and I don't really, I can't really see it on the radio as much. So yeah, same. I'm not sure if it's charted or not. Um, if I'm honest, I don't think it probably has. But I think it it opened with decent like streaming numbers apparently. So from what I lost, but I haven't really been following the song. I'm not gonna lie to you. Since... I'm not gonna. Yeah. And I'm... even though I said I like to pray it away, I haven't really listened to it more than like twice maybe three times i did not like that song yeah you said you didn't like it so yeah i think um so what i can see um how does it feel to in the r&b charts not the billboard hot 100 as of yet so some r&b and hip-hop charts so that's promising it might after some time pick up a bit more maybe you know the attachment to chris brown's name often does help with like promo and stuff so we shall see. We shall see. Um, other songs on the list. Um, so, did you get a chance to listen to the Fabo and Shay Universe song? Yeah, I did. I did listen to it, yeah. You? What did you think? I really, really, really like it. You know I love Shay's um, voice. Um, yeah. Honestly, she'll just get me every time with her voice. Um, I really, Yeah, I really, really, really like it. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, same. Um, I feel like in... Um, I like R&B Shay, and Shay's been doing like an R&B drill kind of like thing for a little while now so i'm happy that she's kind of returning to traditional r&b sounds because yeah. i think that's where she kind of thrives the most um so yeah i'm really happy that she's going back there i've literally listened to it so many times and like told her that i love the song and yeah it's doing really well in streaming like it streamed like 100k in like a week which is really amazing so um yeah really happy for her i'm so happy um Still waiting for her to come on the podcast. That's oh. <laughs> Shay, <laughs> I foresee that happening this year. Before the year ends, we'll definitely have Shay on and interview her for sure. <clears throat> oh, shizzle. Um, next we've got the weekend and Ariana Grande um, on his "Die for You" remix. I'm gonna just say that I feel like they've worked together a lot of times. And this is one of, this is not my favourite collaboration of theirs, if that makes sense. Like, I prefer, what's that song? Tell me something. And yeah. Know. That's my favourite collaboration of theirs. Um, this one, however, could have probably done without, but I think they wanted the number one or whatever. So, you know, if you want to increase the chances of a song being a hit, you know, feature Ariana Grande on it. And that's what they've done. So, um. Yeah. So when this came out, I saw everyone, like, raving about it. Mm. Um, and then I, like, went to listen to it. And I was just, like... I'm, I was, like, yeah, I was just, like... I didn't really see how... Hype. Or the, yeah, I didn't see the hype. I didn't see why it was, like... Why everyone was hyping it up. And also, um, to be fair, if I'm completely honest, I'm not the biggest The Weeknd fan. So... Yeah, you're actually not, yeah. <laughs> and I, 
I just can't get every weekend. But um, Ariana's Grande, Ariana's Grande, you know, Ariana Grande's verse was cute. Mm. But like you said, I don't think it was really needed. But I see why they did it. They obviously wanted to number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, it's not a song that I'm gonna go and like stream. If I'm honest, <laughs> yeah, I listened to it just for the sake of us, obviously us listening to the song for our musical ventures. So yes, but no, Apple won't be listening to it again. Although it's got me a bit excited for Ariana to come back at some point. Yeah, that's the thing. I I think that I definitely miss her making music because I think she was at one point um very. Like it's just like Rihanna, like just churning music out very yeah. frequently, and then now it's like we don't really, you know, get that as often. So, yeah, but the song was number one on the Hot 100, I think, at the moment. So, they got their number one, I guess. So, well done to them. Well done. Yeah. Um. And then last few songs. So we've got Kali Uchi's and Summer Walker's "Deserve Me" on Kali Uchi's new album. Um. I listened to the full thing, and I was like, this doesn't sound like the snippet that we were like sharing with each other. Cause the, just... the snippet, honestly, when I heard the snippet, I was like, "This sounds, this actually sounds so, so, so good." Like, I was so excited for it, <clears throat> and then, yeah, like literally the same reaction as you. I was just like, um, "You kind of like kickbaited us." <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't sound like I was just like, "This doesn't sound like what I heard." I was like, "This sounds like a different song." Like they changed the beat last minute. I was just like, mm, "Okay, well." I mean, it's yeah. still a cute enough song. It's not a bad song. It's, um, yeah, it's nice to see some work with work with um, females again. Yeah, and like a different range of like... Um... Yeah, because on her first album, Over It, most of her features were men. Um, And then on her second album, she had, oh, she had Cardi B on her second album, didn't she? Yeah, and then Sierra like did the talk thing, and then JT, and then... Is that it? Scissor, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Scissor, JT, Sierra, if that even counts. Um, Yeah. And in the first album, yeah, you're right, she had mostly men. Well, Drake and Bryson and London on the track and I don't know if um and she had Janae, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, she did but no one likes that song. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like that song either. So Um But yeah, it's like it's so weird because I don't really think of Summer Walk as a as a featured artist. Yeah, same really. But I like the fact that I really like when artists like increase their discography by working with other artists because mm-hmm. I look at some people's discography and I'm like, they've only got like, they have been out since what, 2004 and they've only featured on like, I don't know, like six songs in like 18 years. And it's just like, you know, like sometimes it's, I don't know, it's beneficial for some artists to feature on other people's music. Because I feel like, for example, Nicki Minaj, it's benefited her in terms of like getting her out there and getting her a good fan base. And plus, like, as I said, it gives them so much more variety of songs to hear at concerts and stuff. If the artist is it, yeah like but she's got so many songs anyway of her own hits but then obviously she's got features too so she could do those verses if she wanted to which she does yeah. sometimes do so i don't know it just it it creates a different experience when you've got features as well because then you can hear different songs and different bits of songs if that makes sense whereas yeah i don't know some artists to look at like so, like beyonce doesn't really do collaborations that frequently so like mm-hmm. maybe every couple of years neither does rihanna really yeah rihanna doesn't i think she probably does even less so yeah you don't really get that much features stuff from them so it's just like um, so yeah it's nice that some walkers doing the features outside of you know her own music as well getting herself out there in different fan bases and whatnot yeah yes and the last song on our list of new songs that i wanted to speak about is um, Nicki minaj funny enough um red ruby the sleaze i hate the name i'm sorry yeah the name like i couldn't get with the name at first because i was just like it's difficult for me to remember 
And when I kept typing it in on Spotify, like, it kept not coming up because I kept typing in the wrong thing because I was just like, <laughs> what is the title? So, yeah, that's a, a problem. But, um, yeah, so I don't really want to tear it apart. But what, what do you think about the song? <laughs> so again? I said, be honest, just because you like her, you can drag her one. one, one. Um, I know, you don't have to be transparent. And to be honest, it's not my favourite Nicki song. So, um, I heard it and I did think like it was, there was a lot going on. Um, being a, I've not, I wouldn't consider myself a barb, so to speak. I'm just, I would say I'm a big fan because I don't ride as hard as like they do. So I would say I'm a big fan to this friendship between the both. And also being a fan, I feel like you can actually like speak truthfully about an artist's music. And, you know, because it's not every single Rihanna song I'm assuming you like. It's not every Sierra song I like, so on and so forth. So yeah, but yeah, this song, um, I listened to it and I was, at first I was like, oh, this sounds like a club banger. So I was like, but then I listened to it again and I was like, oh, this is actually a lot going on. And then I've listened to it like maybe like five times now. And um, what I'm at is that I think it's like a it's a promotional single, so it's not actually the next song from the album, so to speak. So I think it's just like her just playing around with different sounds and stuff, which is cool. But um, yeah, I just thought there was a lot going on in terms of the flow switches. So we usually commend Nikki for you know switching up her flow numerous times, but then this time it felt like there was a lot of different flows, and I felt like I was getting lost in this in the source to some degree. So, yes. Um, what did you think? No, I agree. That's one, like, the biggest criticism I had was the fact that they had, like, four, four or five different flows. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and it's not like, it wasn't very, like, cohesive where, obviously, there was the chorus. But in the chorus, I couldn't really tell when the chorus was going to come. Do you know, like, there was no hook or... Yeah, I get you. It was just messy. Like, she'll do a verse and then, then the chorus would just randomly come and then she'll do, switch up the, another verse. And then the chorus would randomly come. And then I was like, okay. Because the chorus is actually catchy. So I think if the song was kind of engineered a bit differently, where let's say like verse one, chorus, verse two, bridge, you know, like a, a standard song. Yeah. I think I would have liked it a lot more. I think what where I didn't like it, like you said, there was just a lot going on. It just felt really, really messy. Yeah, it just felt so, quite busy. That's what my like my only criticism would be. Yeah, the chorus is actually catchy, but I, 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 because of its, of its like messiness, I don't think I would, like rush to go back and listen to it yeah that's the thing so that's where i'm at with it as well to be fair like i feel like you know one thing i would say though, that she has like a good couple bars in the song like she mentioned um so there was one particular line she mentioned that was like i don't fuck with horses since christopher reeves and everyone's saying that she's referencing megan a stallion um because megan obviously stallion horse and then also um christopher reeves used to he played superman in um back in the day like he was an actor and he had an accident on a horse in 1995 which is also the year Megan was born so it was like she basically was subbing Megan and I thought that was really a creative way to sub like diss someone by mentioning obviously the horse reference and then also like the in the year that incident happened with Christopher Reeves I think his horse he fell off his horse and he sprained his back and he became paralyzed or whatever happened um happened in the year that Megan was born so I was like that's actually really smart so Nikki I'll commend her for her lyricism always because she's very very clever when it comes to wordplay so I agree yeah it's not all bad really like about Nikki right now is I feel like she doesn't really know what kind of artist she wants to be Mm. because one minute she's doing like hard female female rap and Mm -hmm. then like like cheesy pop songs and then she's going back to like rap and then like this song is kind of like Caribbean influence. It's like, I know obviously artists shouldn't be in a box, but I just think she needs to kind of decide what lane she like, especially for the next album. It's mm-hmm. nice as a clear idea in mind. 
rather than I think that's what people people didn't really like about Queen. It was very like up and down. Like there was pop yeah. there was like rap songs, but then it was like it didn't feel cohesive because it was like what are you what do you actually want from this album? That makes yeah. Sense? I think it's true of this new album because obviously we've had Super Freaky Girl. Then we had like or well, before that we had um Do We Have a Problem, which was completely different. And bussing. Then bussing and then Red Ruby just like all of them just sound so different. Mm. If she released Super Freaky Girl as a lead single and then like something similar and then maybe like this as a promotional single whatever I think it would have been better because it's like you have a clear idea in your mind because obviously it does seem like she's playing with her samples a lot more yeah it seems like that as well which I think is something she didn't really used to do that often um I do think she samples quite well as an artist she doesn't do it too much but she does it well when she does do it so yeah I agree I think that would be an intro that would have been a maybe better rollout in terms of the order of things but yeah i feel like she's always been somebody like you said um who's always experimenting with sounds and genres um i think maybe prior albums she's had better not better she's been better at doing so so maybe like pink friday the pink print were like a better blend of like this r&b r&b pop rap and yeah. hip-hop like sound that she kind of you know does well in so as we got to queen i think it got a bit confused maybe a little bit and also because obviously I don't I know she said that she doesn't, she doesn't really care about what people think, but I do think deep down subconsciously or whatever she does kind of care about. Because remember the whole pop era, she had people dragged her for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she went away from the pop era, people who liked her pop era um, dragged her for going back to like her hardcore roots. So it's like I get it because I mean it's, I guess she's thinking, what do you actually want from me? Yeah, it's like she doesn't. Yeah, people like like her for different reasons. So some people, funnily enough. Um, someone I was speaking to the other day was telling me that they basically were introduced to Nicki Minaj through her pop music, and yeah. that he said he didn't know she was a rapper until like maybe a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, so like I was like, you know what? Depending on where you grew up and where you like what you've been hearing, you might have just heard her from Starships and just assumed she was a pop star kind of thing. So uh, it's definitely yeah. or during that era. Let go. Her fan base, Jeff, definitely grew, like, wider in that era. Yeah, definitely, because obviously her music was, like, more so mainstream. So, like, it made her the big star that she is today. It was very, very smart. Dan- like, not dangerous in terms of... T- um, It was a smart move for, like, global success and whatnot, but obviously damaging to her reputation to some degree because of the, you know, the, oh, you're supposed to be a rapper kind of, like, comments, and she's abandoned the urban community, and what about hip-hop? Kind yeah. of things that she was getting. So, yeah. Anyway, every every episode we bring up Nicki Minaj. I oh, know. Just Nicki Minaj is just. I love her so much. But yeah, we definitely talk about it so much. <laughs> um, moving on, we have Scissor, who has made history, Spotify history, as because SOS is the longest running number one album by a female artist on US Spotify. I should um, specify. It's been on there for twelve weeks. Um, I think it's crazy how. I say this every time, but I think it's crazy how the label was so reluctant to put out this album. And then look at the look at the records it's breaking. Like they must, look at the success. Look at the material. They must feel so stupid. Like I would feel so stupid. I would just I if I was her, I would remind them every time I have a meeting with the label, I'd be like, You, you executives who said that you want me to push my album back. Look at look at it. It's mm-hmm. been number one for like ten long consecutive weeks. It's platinum, one point five almost i think 1.5 million albums sold they're still selling like over like 60k every week hello oh that is actually crazy and she's currently on tour she's on tour like 
I'm just they just they really missed the boat and missed the mark of this one. If they didn't put this album out, like I don't even know. And yeah, I literally um yeah, it's, it's actually such a good album, like generally speaking. I think I went to a quiz the other day, I saw you on Sunday, sorry, and then in the quiz there was a music round and they played a bit of um snooze. And you have to guess like the song basically. It was a guess the song round. So they played Snooze, like in the intro to Snooze. And everybody of this course knew like what song it was. And it just made me think, like, when they played it, everyone was vibes in, like, all the guys, all the girls were vibes in. I was like, oh, SZA's, like, really, like, one of those artists who just cross, like, you know, every, men listen to her, women listen to her, like, whoever listens to her. Like, she's just one of those, I don't know, she crosses all kinds of boundaries, I find, is what I'm trying to say, I think. (laughs) No, I I know exactly what you mean. She, that's why I think people like her. People like her as well, because she just seems like an ordinary, like, down-to-earth. Normal girl. (laughs) Yeah, literally, like, normal, literally. She has a song called Normal Girl as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One thing I would say, though, is I really want her to tour Europe, because obviously she's, she's touring America right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want her to bring the tour to Europe, because if she actually does, I would definitely go. I would yeah, I think she should definitely come here. I'm just not going to lie to you. I'm not paying £300 for scissor tickets. So I need them to, like, get it together when they do, like, bring her here. And £100, yes, I would consider, because Chris Brown was £100. So, yes, I would think about that. Any more than one fifty, I am not going. I'm sorry. I paid one fifty, no one sixty for Beyonce, so I'm not paying more than that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm using my Beyonce tickets as a price marker and the Chris Brown tickets, so we can fall in between the range. But like, even Chris Brown, he could have charged more, I think, if he wanted to. But he was reasonable, to be honest, and sold it out like twenty times anyway. Told her that too. So yeah, but yeah, since I should come here, but I think she will probably do a, U- a European tour like later in whenever the year tour finishes later in the year or whenever so yeah or next year who knows next year feels a bit far away though actually so it does it's very far we're in the beginning yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true the album came out like in yeah. December so I don't know about next year touring the album a year later but okay we'll see we shall see. we shall um <clears throat> yes so in other music news um so Lotto's lottery debuted at number 83 and um, a lot of fans were like or not even fans people were kind of like dragging her saying that um you know like insulting her basically saying that is this you know success and this is this flourishing kind of thing and i think that was quite you know unfair i would say because i feel like obviously a song debuting at number 83 doesn't mean that it's gonna you know i mean it's a good it's, it's charted at least you know there's only 100 positions on the hot 100 chart that's how i have to look at it so in my in her defense, I was like, it's not something to laugh at because it could rise. However, I think it's fallen or predicted to fall this week. So to number hundred apparently. So yeah, but even so, like you know, debuting on the Hot One Hundred is not a small feat. So, and I think the song's catchy and has the potential to be a hit. So I'm not a hit. I know that like a lot of people don't like Lotto, but um, I don't have a problem with her personally speaking. <laughs> Sorry. Um no, I, I don't think they should be laughing, but I I am quite surprised that it debuted so low. Because mm-hmm. when we spoke about it last week, I think, but um basically the label's been like making sure she's on radio and buying an airplay and whatever. Mm. And like you said, it's a catchy song, so I did think that it would be a bit more um a bit more streamed, but I guess not. I, I don't even know what people's problem with Lada is, to be fair. It's the Nikki thing. I think that um a lot of the fans of female rappers are mostly barbs. Yeah. And then the ones that are not are, like, non-barbs. <laughs> but I feel like barbs make up... Like, so, like, for example, if a rapper supports Nicki Minaj, so, like, let's use Doja Cat as an example. 
Doja Cat used to be quite um, vocal about her support of Nicki Minaj, I would say. And I feel like that garnered her a lot of the barbs to support her, if that makes sense. Yeah. Then now Ice Spice, for example, is also quite a... I would say she mentioned Nicki quite a little bit in quite a little bit in interviews, and she's unproblematic, generally speaking, and she always talks about how she wants to collaborate with Nicki. So a lot of the barbs are now gravitating towards her, in opposed to the ones who used to like Lotto don't really mess with her obviously because of the Nicki Minaj argument and stuff so yeah I feel like a lot of the female rapper fans are basically majority barbs then you have the non-barbs that like support Cardi B and stuff and then it's like just that's it like it's barbs or non-barbs and that's it so I think that's what it is I feel like she's been struggling since that whole argument um yeah for sure yeah on downhill in people's eyes in that in that sense um which is it's kind of sad like we said before it's so sad that um different fan bases or from female rap or or different female rappers basically can't exist in the same world mm-hmm. like the same industry because they're completely different like they're both different artists in their own right just because Nicki might have a problem with her or vice versa it doesn't mean that you don't have that doesn't, it doesn't mean that you should just like, like go out of your way to kind of like put someone else down yeah like, if you don't want to listen to her music don't listen to it but then just to drag her and laugh at her, like mm-hmm. she, she's trying, isn't it? She's like this, this is her career at the end of the day, so she's obviously trying. Um, and it'll be sad if she like gives up just because people are laughing. I don't think she would, to be fair, but it'll be sad if they kind of like run her into the ground in that sense. Because the barbs are actually very crazy in that sense. Where they are a very strong fan base. Like I feel like Nikki has really, really wild supporters, and they will do, do anything for her. I commend it though to have like such a fan base over after how many years of being in the industry it's usually very difficult to maintain but they love her and support her so much so yeah anybody would love that generally um i hopefully it's a creeper hit i think it could be it could be um better in the summer to be fair so yeah i think so too they're pumping to radio now one thing about rca like they're really trying to make her a thing because if this was normal they would have dropped it by now and just be like okay let's move on to the next single but they've given this girl like since Big Energy, she's released so many songs, yeah. <laughs> so many songs. And I'm just like, where is the is like where's the recoup? Because you lot have put so much money into her music videos and everything. So I'm just surprised that in the money, she will you give her one chance, it doesn't go work out and you're like, Okay, cool, let's shelf her for a while. Like it's just unfair to me, but hey. They love a big hit. So if you have a big hit, they'll probably put more time into you. That's the thing. But then Wildside was a big hit and I feel like you know, there was a video apparently shot for Fair in the Money song, but it got scrapped. Um, so it was just like, okay, but Lotto has only had a one hit, well, technically one hit since Big Energy, and then this one is obviously a budding. So it's like, I don't know, I can't compare because obviously the different artists, but it just seems a bit unfair to me. And this is RCA who didn't want to put out his album as well, but okay. We know, we know our problems with RCA. Exactly, guys. We had an episode on them, so go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Yep. Um, next we have so back to around the Super Bowl. It's been like two weeks now, but um, since our last hot topic, hot topics, there's been discourse about basically she received complaints about her Super Bowl performance, saying that it was too sexy. And every, when I saw that, I was just like, I didn't. I literally laughed because I was like, I'm not going. I'm not going to lie to you. That's like the most covered up I've ever seen Rihanna. <laughs> she was literally fully clothed. Like fully, like there was there was not even ankle show. <laughs> there was like maybe her arm. Like when she moved her sleeve and her jacket fell down, but like that's about it. And this is the most clothes I've seen Rihanna in, honestly. Literally, even when she was pregnant with the baby, I'm sure she was more naked. The first what? baby, she was he more have... naked than this. <laughs> <laughs> like she was literally her belly was just be hanging out. She'd be wearing like a a, a bralette or whatever they call it. I don't even know a bra or something. 
I don't know if you remember, like, um, back when we used to watch X Factor and she used to perform every year. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always used to get complaints because she used to wear, like, basically nothing. Yeah, like, it's literally short dresses oh, and, like, I'm... pant thong things and, yeah. So I'm comparing it to those days and I'm just thinking, um, go back and watch those performances and then watch the Super Bowl. You will, you will see. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, I was, that's, I was just like, you know, obviously we can say what you want about Rihanna or you can have your opinions, but, like, this was just a reach to me because... Besides the fact that she, she she might have patted her pum pum one time, maybe I think in this performance, and she, you know, that's but that's like the most sexual thing she did the whole whole show. But she barely moved. Yeah, so I was just like, I don't know what you lot are, are reaching for. Like I said, if this is sexy, then you lot need to not be watching TV because they so compared it to porn as well. Apparently, I was just like, what were they watching? Bye. That is such a reach. Yeah, no nah, man, stretch before you reach, guys, because that was not it. At all. Um, yes. So, another news. Diddy, um, Puff Daddy, Diddy, Brother Love, whatever his name is at the moment, he has a label now called Love. So, he's now have another label, which I think is red flag. And he um, he said that his signings on his new label are 50-50 partners. And I was just like, people are still signing with Diddy in 2023. Hmm. I mean, so do you even know who signed with him? Because there's um an artist called Josie that I saw he signed, and she's um a songwriter, and she's written she's written on um like Old Town Road, um I think Virgo's Groove by Beyonce. She's written quite a few, like co-wrote or co-written quite a few songs. Um, so yeah, that's the artist I saw um being promoted on Instagram, sorry, on the neighbourhood, talking on the blogs and stuff. And then it's when people, when they were promoting her, sorry, Diddy commented on the post saying that they're 50-50 partners and all his new label signings will be 50-50 partners. So, yes, sorry. So, Josie is the artist. Her name is Jocelyn Donald. Um, she's written loads of songs from Old Town Road to Just Right For Me, which is a Monica song, actually, from Code Road. Um, what else? Bounce Back, Little Mix. You know that song? Yeah. Yeah, she wrote on that, apparently. Um some stuff for Lotto she's written. She's written for Mary J. Blige, Mabel. Um, she's wrote on Low for Scissor, apparently. So she's written for a lot of people. So she's basically a songwriter that has, um, you know, branched out into actually making music. So, yeah. What do you think about Diddy and his new label? What do you sign to love label? Um, first of all, having multiple labels, like you said, that is definitely a red flag. Um. 5050 though, that's crazy. That's actually wild. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I don't really believe it. Everyone was just like in the comments like whatever, please. You gotta still sign into bad boy. So I was I, like, yeah. I don't see him splitting fifty. I just don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah. If he is like actually going to, you know, give them what they deserve and stuff, then I think well that's quite a big split. A lot of the time the artists don't really get like half like half getting half of whatever you make or whatever is really rare i would say so for a lot of artists because they often sign like terrible deals so if that is the case then okay diddy turning over a new leaf isn't it then i have to respect that but yeah i mean it, i mean it is amazing like if it if it was true it's amazing like that that basically means you're getting what you deserve and you're being rewarded for your talent mm-hmm. as a businessman like diddy is i just don't see him doing that um so I don't know how true that would be. And it's and also it just depends on how many people he's gonna sign. Cause true. imagine 50-50 is like imagine signing like 10 artists, let's say, and then you give it is 50-50. I feel like he wouldn't make that much money. 
Yeah, if you think about it, because like, who even says that their music would even pop off like that? So you're dirty with them, you know what I mean? It's true. But hopefully after like all the stuff with Bad Boy, he's learned um, a bit more about how to be a fair businessman, more so than anything, I would say. Yeah. I mean, if I was an artist, I would not sign with Diddy, I'm telling you. Yeah, that. personally speaking, RCA, nope. Mm-hmm. Bad Boy, nope. Anything to do with Diddy, no way. Nope. Like, all that glitters is not gold, guys, so yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes in the next couple of years. Have you been following the Pink and Christina Aguilera beef? Yeah, so um, I think what has spiraled recently is that like people keep asking Pink about stuff like from like the two thousands, and they have a really interesting dynamic because I believe that when Lady Marmalade came out, one of the songs you mentioned in our last episode, go listen to that, guys. Um, I believe the you know the bit that Christina sang. Yeah. I think they Pink wanted that part apparently. This I'm, I'm paraphrasing the story from what I recall. So obviously that part was given to Christina, obviously because she's got the more powerful voice or the wider range. And then since then, like there's been, I don't know, they've always had a bit of like tension. So they make up, they they they're called, and it's like something will come up in an interview, and then it will cause a bit of friction, friction between them. So um, that's what I heard that Christina. Pink wanted that part of the song, but it was given to Christina. Apparently, they almost had a fight back in the day when they were like filming the video or something. Yeah, I saw. I was gonna say, was, there's been rumors where basically they had, they basically had like an argument or something. Yeah, the Pink said that Christina swung on her. Yeah, and then I saw Christina on Andy Cohen's show, Watch What Happens Lives. I think it was Watch What Happens Live, and Andy asked her about that, and she was like, "Have you seen Pink? Why would I swing on her? She'll beat me up," kind of thing. So, like, I'm just a bit... I personally feel like Pink has more of a... I feel like she'd be more likely to swing on somebody, but I don't obviously know, because she just seems a bit more like the one who would start instantly, that kind of thing, just because of her personality or what the kind of music she makes and stuff, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. So it's just back and forth with them a lot of the time. And then um, in terms of, like, Lady Marmalade, they haven't really performed it all together. So, like, whenever Christina performs it, she's brought out, like, Maya and um, Lil' Kim, I've seen before. Um, and I remember um, Pink did an interview as well um, years ago and they asked her about the filming and she said, oh, little Kim and Maya were nice. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, that is very suggestive in itself. So it seems like they're just, it's just bringing up on old wounds. And apparently they recorded a song together like many years ago, um, Pink and Christina when they were cool, but it's never come out and people keep asking them when is it coming out and there's just, you know, no. What I What I don't get is why they're, all of a sudden bringing it up again now. Yeah, you know what? It's like one of those things that like Pink's been on the um album promotion for her new album. Um which is debuted at number two after um after Sister's album because Sister blocked her from number one. Um yeah. So I don't know. It's just and then the people she keeps doing interviews and then people keep asking her about like the Lady Marmalade and stuff like that. And um I think what happened more so recently was they asked um she did a BuzzFeed interview and they asked her to rank her music videos and she gave a low ranking vid- a low rating to um lady marmalade because she said it wasn't very fun to make and then obviously people have been prying on building on that so it's just like, i don't know to me personally speaking um they're both talented pink and christina aguilera they obviously make different types of music they both did what they needed to do on that song it's a big hit and it's still something that a lot of people listen to today and i just don't think that they need to be reliving past drama you know no it's like so many years ago and even even if something did happen why do you care about it now like who, who cares if it happened to happen like, just, just leave them alone exactly like, yeah. i think people are just 
they're always just clawing. It's like that whole Jayla and Mariah thing all the time. Um, always like bringing it up, and you can well not 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 so much now because Mariah literally never answered the question. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, this is even something that I didn't even really know. I didn't really um when I heard, when I've been seeing it doing the rounds, I was like, I didn't even know they had beef. To be fair, yeah, same. I just remember like I remember vaguely hearing about the the dispute regarding which part of the song who gets what. But in all fairness, obviously, like, Christina Aguilera would get that part of the song. Because... It happens all the time. Because I remember, I can't remember where I was, it was like a documentary. It was when Jesse left Lil Mix. Um, and they did a documentary after. And basically, there's so many songs. There was many on the Confetti album and in other albums as well. But anyway, Perry was basically saying that on some songs, she would be annoyed sometimes because she wouldn't get the, the verse that she wanted. Mm. And I think she didn't actually say her name, but she was alluding to the fact that Jesse got some verses that she thought she should have had and stuff like that. So stuff, it does happen where obviously the producer's like, oh, you do this, do this. So in their minds, that's, they think that suits them better, but then the actual artists don't really get a say. About yeah, it. that's true. That's what that's what it basically was as well. It's like the you know, producer feels like, or whoever feels that like you should do this part of the song, or this is the part you've been given or allocated because of your voice type or whatever. So yeah, but I would think that's interesting because I feel like, I would assume Perry got most of the, like high notes and stuff in the songs or like her and jade yeah but i think it's just probably down to a case of you know if you hear a, a sample or um, a demo of a song like you would like a, you would probably like a, a specific bit i don't know you might or whatever the, the, mm. the, and i might like a bit um not necessarily thinking in my head if i would sound what, what i would sound better on if that makes sense that's true yeah it just might resonate with some specific lyrics more so yeah that is a good point yep 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 um yep. Oh, it's you. Sorry. I was going to say, because I don't really know much about this, I was going to say, do you know <laughs> about the bird? Bird, 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 bird's word. Um, Selena and Hayley Bieber, they're beefing over something that... Was it Hayley? Okay, you tell me, because I know I saw Hayley doing a... T- like, mocking something, apparently, and I was just like, I don't get this. This is... So I don't, so I don't know, like, the full, full story, but there's been a big whole, like, rehashing of the whole Selena and Justin thing. Apparently, Justin made some sort of comment. I can't remember where it was, but he basically said something about not being happy that he chose basically not in these words but basically saying he's happy that he chose a different route meaning um marrying Haley over selena i saw that it was like a um something like a birthday party so his birthday i think was either coming up or his past he's in march and whenever he's, he's born in 94 um yeah and he got he gave he had like a i don't know it was like a trinket trinket kind of thing so like i don't know if it's wedding favor or gift or wedding favor birthday party gift but i saw like a something that he had given people like his birthday or something and it was like engraved with what you just said so yeah that's what i saw and then but before that though um because this is not my 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 tax bracket i don't understand but i believe um hayley and some of her friends were like and like kylie and stuff were doing something with like makeup and eyebrows and apparently were taking a dig at Selena who accidentally oh, what's the word she did something to her eyebrows by accident so then and the internet was divided about who if she was mocking if they were mocking Selena or not and whatever basically, yeah so some someone on TikTok basically come, they made a speculation basically um they said that Hayley was like mocking Selena Gomez's eyebrows or something like that yeah um and then like people like so basically they Everyone's always had this thing where they thought Haley and Selena just didn't get on because Selena was like jealous of Haley or whatever. So 
they kind of using that to fuel the fire basically um and obviously when justin said that thing people are like hmm they they, they basically think that his marriage basically the, justin bieber fans have always wanted him to get back with Selena gomez yeah that it's one of those things where like they feel like they are soulmates yeah and then so yeah basically there's, there's a whole rift between kylie jenner Hayley bieber and Selena gomez um but to be to be fair i don't think I just think it's one of those fan created, like fan created drama. To be fair, mm-hmm. they really, really dare about. I don't think they're really fighting that. Because why would, why would they even? Why would you fight over someone like commenting on your eyebrows? It doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, it's not that deep to me, personally speaking. But then the new people were trying to say because um, they were tying Selena's got lupus in it, so they were trying to like bring that into it. And I was like, well, they didn't say anything about lupus specifically, so you can't really just say, oh, she's got lupus, because it's just like, what does that have to do with anything on her eyebrows, especially? But hey ho. Again, this is not my tax bracket. I don't know. Please. I think he Justin's married now, so even if you did like Selena Gomez, just leave him alone. Just leave him. Yeah, alone. that's it. Like, I don't think they're ever gonna get back together. No. Like, let's just, just forget about the, you know, that shipping them together, as they say. Yeah. So. Speaking of Justin Bieber, it's not on the list, but he um cancelled his the rest of his Justice tour. Or, is it Justice or Purpose? One of them. One of them names. Um, because I think he's not very well. Yeah, he's got some sort of ailment. I can't remember what disease it is. Yeah, but I think it's getting worse. So he cancelled his tour. Um, so I'm just, I just pray that he's okay and like he can get over the illness because that's kind of sad. It's really sad. He's still very, very young. So yeah, he has. Sorry, he has Ra- Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which apparently causes paralysis to one side of your face, and it has it can affect like smiling, speech, and eating. So that's 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 so sad. I hope he gets, like a gets... stroke. Huh? Sounds like a stroke because strokes do something. It does, yeah. But yeah, I hope he, yeah, he's only twenty nine, so I hope he feels better soon. Um, next we have so, guys, we did this. Oh, I think it was a, a hot, another hot topics episode, but basically we went through Rolling Stones list of um, best singers all time, and we basically discussed how wild they were in some 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 aspects of it, where they put people in low positions and like some people higher where they shouldn't be. Um, it seems like we're not the only ones who thought so because Chaka Khan has basically dragged the whole list and dragged everyone at Rolling Stones for the list and she basically like she, she basically threw shade at like Adele etc um, basically saying that she basically just says that she doesn't agree with the list and that some people that they said could sing can't really sing <laughs> that's basically what she was saying um, and I kind of agree with her because she was put very, 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 very low on the list. I can't remember what what number she was at. Do you remember? No, I can't remember either. I remember being very, very low. And I do think that if you've been in the game for so long and you see yourself in like I don't know, if you see if you regard yourself in a higher light and then you see yourself very low on, on a list of like best singers of all time and you've done all these things and you know, you've got a good voice or whatever. So I I think I would be mad as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think she should be throwing shade at other artists, you know, because they didn't make the list. So yeah, that's the thing. I, mean. I think they get the backlash because they're obviously above, and it's a bit like insulting to them because it's like, I get it though. But she, people like Adele and I think Mariah and like Rihanna and Mary J. Blige were ahead of her. Um, and I know she wasn't happy about that. No, she, um, was. she was basically saying that people like deaf do they need hearing aids? Like, <laughs> she was at number twenty nine apparently, and then people like. Yeah, like Rihanna and Mary J. Blige and Adele were above her, and she especially went in on Mary because Mary sang a cover of her song um, called "Sweet Thing," 
and Shaka said it was like pitchy and stuff. So yeah, she got you know a bit annoyed. I think she's apologized now though. But like yeah, you know I I get the insult, but yeah, you can't really. It's a bit weird. It's a weird balance because I, I think she was more reactive in her in her response, and so maybe she should have thought about it before she yeah. said whatever she wanted to say. Because it's not like Adele or Mary J Blige or whoever else is above her were saying, oh, yeah, I'm a better singer than Shaka Khan. Because they literally had nothing to do with the list, so... Exactly. That goes... just... But don't drag the singers that they put on there, because there's nothing to do with them. Yeah, like, we generally would probably, like, make a list and put it differently, based on, like, what kind of, you know, artists we've come across and stuff. Because, obviously, we're more familiar, familiar with people from, what, the 90s and onwards. So we might not have even included her as high as she was, just because, you know. Um, So... Yeah, it's just a, it's one of those things. It's a man-made list, you know what I mean? It doesn't. It's it's based on opinions and and it's subjective. It's not objective because you can't. How can you really determine who's a better singer than somebody anyway? Because you know, everyone's vocal ranges are different. People have different tones. Some people can you know do more riffs th- than others and more runs more quickly and intricately. So it's just it's all subjective, you know. As long as you're confident within yourself, that's what that matters, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, buddy. Um. In other news, Fergie has apparently rejoined Black Eyed Peas, and I'm so grateful. Thank you, Lord. Um, don't get me started on Black Eyed Peas, because I am. Yeah. So, <laughs> so every year, Brighton Pride does um, a big uh, like festival in the park, and they actually get like good, really, really good headliners. Last year, we had Christina Aguilera, and the year before that, before COVID happened, we were supposed to have Mariah Carey and Pussycat Dolls. Um, and this year they've announced they literally announced Black Eyed Peas but without Fergie and then people are just basically, basically it got so much backlash that they had to turn off their comments on Instagram. <laughs> like that's what we really want for Pride, free straight men that can't really perform. <laughs> like it doesn't. I think without Fergie, they're like not. She made the group what it was because they were a group before her, and they didn't really have any major success. And then when they introduced her to the group, it's like she t- helped to take them to another level. So, yeah. if they are able to get her to come along to the okay. festival... I would stay for that. I'm not staying for them. Yeah, then I think it would be better. But they need her because she definitely changed the essence of the group mm-hmm. and made it made them a bit more mainstream in terms of the songs. And Even it so, just took them to another level. So, yeah. I think their credibility has kind of gone down ever since that Super Bowl performance. Yeah, their performances live are a bit terrible. And it's a bit mad because they don't really sing, Bad. the guys, anyway. So, why are they so out of breath and so shaky all the time? <laughs> But even Fergie, yeah, by herself, she's not the best. The best. Vocalist. You know what? Yeah. I realized, like, back in the day, so obviously I grew up with Fergie, but it's only recently where I've seen, like, these throwback videos of her performing. I'm just like, I didn't realize how weird she was. And how, do, do, is it the cartwheel one on that Good Morning America? <laughs> that one, I just don't understand. I just, I firstly, I have to commend her because I was like, how did she do that? So she was like, whoa, cartwheel, whoa, cartwheel. I was just like, okay, well, this is interesting. And then obviously there was that, um, uh, what's it called, the stars, the, the national anthem. Oh, yeah, that was very terrible. She's gotten a bad, a bad like rep for like her live performances. And then there's also one clip I saw on Instagram of her performing Fergalicious of Will I Am, and he's like, hit it, Fergie. And then everyone in the comments was like, she didn't hit it. But she was just <laughs> off beat and off key, so she started rapping like off beat, and I was just like, oh, Fergie, gone. Poor Fergie. But she, yeah, hashtag poor Fergie, like, for she, real. Um, to be fair, she hasn't really had the best uh, solo career either. Um, so I do think like they're probably all better together. 
Oh, sorry, I have to pause you there though. Sorry, my friend. Fergie had a really good run with um yeah, the Duchess album. Look about it recently, like she's oh yeah, she fell off definitely, but like yeah. she that Duchess album was really good. She sold like oh yeah, don't get me wrong. worldwide. She had like three number ones from it or two. Um, including London Bridge and Glamorous. No, she had three. London Bridge, Glamorous, and Big Girls Don't Cry. So, yeah, you're right. But then more so recently, yeah, her music has not She's matched not... up to that. Like, Duchess is a very, very, very good album. Don't get me wrong. I love that. Yeah. love that whole era and that whole t- Like, that time period, she definitely dominated. But ever since then, I think she just failed to, like, really come back. Remember that song, Milfs? You want that, you got that Milf money. Yeah. And then, like, I think it was called L.A. Love or something. Yeah. La, 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 la. Yeah. I, tr- I mean, I listened to the songs, but they just weren't hitting, like, the other ones. To no. be um, But, yeah, I think it's kind of crazy because haven't they, like, broken up and then, like, got back together before and then broken up again? Yeah, they have. Um, I don't know why she doesn't stay with the group because, as you said, they're better together than they are apart. Like, I think, like, the pussy get dolls to me, like, should just stay together. Nicole doing solo music just doesn't, yeah, I think I saw her the other day. She's releasing new music as well. And I was just like, oh no, not comments, like we don't need it. It's just not gonna work, sister. Just understand you. You're better. You need the group behind you, whether they sing or not. They need to be behind you. Exactly. Clearly. So yeah. Yep. We shall see how that fares. Um, is we know I'm still doing the voice, by the way. Yeah, he is still in the UK voice. He's been there for like eleven years now. Oh wow. Okay. I've I haven't watched the voice for years. I don't even know who's on there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back to Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. I should have moved this up. Yeah, no, sorry. Whoops. Fine. Um, so she started her own record label, which I think is very interesting. I can't really imagine her as a label head. But anyway, she signed for artist uh, Nana Fofi. I, I actually like Nana Fofi's songs. Me too. I like that. I can't remember what it's called now, but I like the song that you're probably thinking about the same one. I've seen okay. it posted on Instagram and stuff. I can't even remember what they're called, but there's a few songs that I liked. Mm. Um, Tate Coban. Who is a writer on Beyonce's Vegas group, I believe? Yes. Rico Dana and London Hill. So, what do you think about Nikki having her own label? I think it's cool. Like, I'm here for Nikki and her own label. I'm proud of her. I think it's a good venture and a good step. I think she'll be a good label head. I hope that she takes the time to focus on the artist more so than herself. That's what I like. All I ask when you have a label. What's the label called? I actually don't know the name. I don't... They've just been saying she has her own label. She was oh. going to call it Queen Label, so I don't know. I don't know what she called it, to be honest. But yeah, I haven't actually seen the name, which is actually kind of crazy. Um, It's interesting, though, because Nana Fofi's not really a rapper. Yeah, she's a singer, isn't it? Singer, so I'm interested to see... Well, you know, Nicki Minaj sees herself as a singer as well, so... Oh. <laughs> they should be hitting them notes. Lady <laughs> Boot. Hit them with the new song as well. I was like, oh, girl, just... Please. Yeah, the song by Nana Fofi that I heard is called Selling Dreams. That's one I like. Um, There's nice. a few, but I discovered it ages ago. I think she's got this EP. I can't remember what it's called now, but I used to like that EP. Um, she's gone in, I believe. No, she's yeah, from, yeah, no, definitely. No, she's from um, where's she from? New York, she's Holland, I think. Oh, she's not. Oh, I thought she was. I don't know why I said New York. Child. Oh, she's from Holland. Yeah, she's, her name is Defo, given Ghana vibes though. So she's Defo Ghanaian and like Dutch or whatever, something. Yeah, Dutch Ghanaian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, but yeah, I'm here for Nikki and her label. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I want to know what the name, what it's called. I bet it's called Queen. <laughs> I know. I actually don't know. I, weird, I haven't seen like what her label's called. Hold on, let me see if I can Google it. 
But I, I think you're right though, because I remember seeing the news about her having a label. But I never saw the name anywhere. So yeah, yeah, I haven't either. It's just saying that. Oh no, the name hasn't been revealed. No, it hasn't yet. Okay, they haven't said the name yet. That's why we don't know it. When artists make their thing, their labels, their their names are interesting. Like Rihanna named hers after her road. Yeah, and Rihanna and Beyonce's is Parkwood. I, I think I, that's her road as well. I think it's something to do with like Houston, if I'm not mistaken. And then um, Sierra Beauty Marks. <laughs> I don't really know what that one um Oh that is actually funny. <laughs> I don't really get that one, you know. If she called um, it like something yeah, I don't know. But I guess you can call it whatever you want to be honest, isn't it? So Speaking of Sierra though, uh, she's not on the list, but I just want to mention she keeps teasing this song and I was just like, sis, when are you gonna release the damn song? <laughs> I just I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I agree though, just release the song. Everyone is adding her saying release this damn song already. And let it do what it needs to do, innit? It's just like when you take so long, the hype dies down in minutes. Like... Every time she does a video on Instagram, she just puts the song in the background. I'm just like, where's the song? Stop teasing it. What, what I don't you... know what takes so long to put music out. That's one thing I'm seeing. I'm noticing that she she keeps taking long to put stuff out. And it's just like, just with Jump, as well, it's the same thing she did. Instead of releasing it at the time when everybody was talking about it, and especially because the gas prices were very high in the background. She waited like weeks to weeks, you know what I mean? It's just like, why would you do that? Yeah. <sighs> Gosh, just oh, let's not go down the tangent because we're gonna go exactly on a tangent. So, yeah, moving on, I should have moved this up as well. Scissor's News has gone platinum. Um, so well done to Scissor. Lots of the songs from the album, um, SOS are going gold and platinum. Um, yeah, she's just doing amazing. So, congratulations to Scissor. That's what I have to say, really. Congratulations. Um, next, I saw this actually last night, even this morning, I think. So, but apparently, allegedly, I would say, Tiger and Avril Lavigne are dating. Um, they was they were seen kissing in Paris, um, which people were saying that's weird because that's where Avril Lavigne's ex proposed to her. Yeah, it is as well. So, I mean, obviously, obviously just because you have an ex somewhere doesn't mean you can you can't go back to the same place. So, um, <laughs> I don't know why mind about that but i just find it weird that they're dating <laughs> so I yeah saying, the whole relationship to me is just like really random i saw a comment and they were like avril that's not a skater boy <laughs> yeah I, everyone keeps saying he was a skater boy and mentioning that song i found that so funny. <laughs> a very non-conventional relationship i would never expect it in 2023 like it wasn't on my um, bingo list for this year but hey i wonder how they met that's weird i know random as heck but they go to the same like parties and stuff. I oh, know, but you know what? Love is blind, apparently. So yeah, yeah. Um, Paris Hilton. I was speaking about Paris. <laughs> Paris Hilton um, says that she was pressured to film her one night in Paris. Um, P tape, S tape, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, who did she say pressured her to doing it? The per- the person that she did it with. Oh, is it? Basically, she's releasing the memoirs soon called the memoir i can't remember what it's called anyway but she's basically said that i can't remember who's, what the guy's name is but basically she kind of alleged about being in a sexually abusive relationship and then oh. she pressured to film in the video but that's and then people were like because mm. that's what that's the thing that made her famous in it so not famous but that's what made her like blow up in the mainstream media do you think so though i feel like paris Hilton was always like famous yeah, anyway. but that kind of propelled her to new heights basically Oh, because I, I just always thought... Because I used to watch her show with um, Nicole Richie. 
Yeah, but... that's what I knew her from. Like, I would say that Kim Kardashian's tape propelled her to the, but I don't know about Paris. But maybe it did. Like, maybe I don't know. But I don't recall. But like... they were saying that it's kind of like the same as Kim K, where that made her a bit more famous. Oh. Um, but yeah, basically, she was just alluding to be sexually abusive. So it'd be interesting when the memoirs actually comes out. Mm. How goes into that? Because yeah. It's weird when you, after so many years, and you hear about how people were like abused and stuff. Um, it's crazy that to think that they were they're going through that they didn't even say anything about it, and then it's just yeah, it's just sad. So I don't know. I, I would love to hear like fully about it, but she just basically alleged at the moment before. Oh, um, that's, uh, well, that's unfortunate. Never like I never really want to. I mean, you know, that's not a positive situation. So yeah, I hope she's able to heal from that because those things sometimes take take years to kind of deal with. So. Yep. Um. Uh. Next up, we have I saw his clips of this. So Chris Rock basically had a comedy special, and then he was basically mentioning. Uh, I I'm surprised. You, did you not see him mention the whole Will I Am? Will I Am? Will Smith slap as well? Yeah, he mentioned that, and he was cussing him and Jada, and like. Yeah, he basically, he basically said, "Why would you, like, be with the person that cheated on me or whatever?" Yeah. He basically he was just saying that their whole dynamic was weird. And he basically, and then people are dragging him because they were basically saying that he's just using like the whole situation to make his comedy special, mm-hmm. um, which kind of people didn't respect because they thought that he should be able to just do a comedy special without using someone else's like life, basically. Yeah. And then he also made com- um com- I actually didn't even know that bit. So he mentioned selective memories and yeah. So right. basically, he mentioned like um, people having selective memories, and he was like, "People play Michael oh. Jackson's music, but not R. Kelly's music." Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, so he was talking about that and saying that they did the same thing, but one person has better music than the other, basically. And I was just like, "That's where," I, you know, I'm a Michael Jackson fan, so I was just like, "Oh God!" Again, Michael Jackson was never proved to do anything. Even in his death, no one has come forward and been able to prove that he did anything with anybody that was inappropriate. So that's the difference. Arkady has been convicted. He's there's been evidence, a crazy amount of evidence that has, you know, supported the claims against him. He's currently in prison now, serving time for his crimes. So that's the difference. So I don't get when why people like do stuff like like that. I don't know, Chris Rock's gone outside though, because like I feel like people were on his side with the whole slap thing. But now he's kind of just I don't know what he's doing. He's spiraling, in my opinion. People, people are saying that they were on his side, but but after this comedy special, like him mentioning it, and then him still like dragging their personal life, they're they're just basically like, why do you need to do that to to be funny? Yeah, know? exactly. Because it's like it's at this point, it just seems a bit mean spirited. Like I get he assaulted you, but you know you're kind of going on and on still. So if he slaps you again now, would it be an, a problem for real? Like maybe now you'd actually deserve it. You know what yeah. I mean? You should just, it happened ages ago, so just let it go. Yeah, kind of thing. Like, or if you're going to speak on it, speak on it when it happened or after. He didn't say anything for time, and now he's using it for promotional purposes for his TV show. Chris Rock, to me, anyway, like, he's funny, yes, but, like, I am more of a Chris Tucker fan anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's rush hour for me, so. Yeah, it's such a good film. I need to go back and watch it. That's so good for Yeah, I've always found Chris Tucker to be more funny anyway, so in yeah. terms of the battle of Chris's, so, yeah. Chris Rock can be funny, but it's just a bit hit, hit and miss for me. Exactly. Everybody hates Chris was cool, but, yeah. yeah. that was good. Exactly. And last on the list, but definitely not least, um, Kenny Rowland has teased new music and said that it'll be a surprise drop. And my immediate thought was that if it is meant to be a surprise drop, 
Should it not be a surprise? <laughs> yes. So now that she said that, it's not a surprise anymore because we know it's coming. <laughs> exactly. So now that you have warned me, I'm going to be on edge thinking, hmm, Freddie's releasing music soon. So if it drops tomorrow, I'll be like, ah, there we go. If it drops the next day, I'll be like, ah, there it is. <laughs> so like, I don't understand. It's just not like, why would you tell? Oh, God. Also... I love Kelly Ren and don't even like. I actually do like. I'm gonna go see her live, and I've always loved her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she has the, I don't know, like what's the word, like the, the power to drop a surprise drop. Yeah. Um. I just don't know if that. I mean, people will be excited, but I just don't think it's gonna. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that she's she's able to pull off a surprise drop? Yeah, I get, I get what you're trying to say. You're basically saying that, like, because certain artists can do that, like Beyonce can do that, Drake can do that, Adele can do that, maybe Ed Sheeran at some point, maybe in, in his earlier career. So yeah, it's the whole surprise thing, it works for some people because of their, Taylor Swift as well, yeah, because of the audience they have and the, the fans they have. But for some artists, you need to have a proper like promotional routine. You need to announce the date, you need to go on you know, radio, you need to go and do TV interviews, you need to, you know, have a promotional single you need to have a good feature you need to have a big hit like very traditional for most artists so i don't know how that will fare but i think she's independent now anyway so i guess it's just you know it's on her own accord so there's nothing much to lose yeah i think for me what i'm interested i'm I'm just interested to see what kind of route she's gonna go down this time yeah i'm intrigued as well in terms of like the music and what was on that and the quality very r&b heavy yeah, I think Kelly does well in either way. I mean, personally speaking, I think the good she makes good R and B music. She does, and she does. makes good like pop dance music. So, I would like a blend of both if possible. Like, um, what's the album? Here I am. I think it was a nice little. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite albums. Yeah, it. it was a good blend. I felt like you had motivation, you had layer on me, then you had down for whatever, and then more like dancey songs. So I think that was a good example of what I can imagine from her going forward. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm still going to be streaming. But yeah, you probably shouldn't have said it was going to be a surprise. So it's not a surprise. Yeah, because now we're like, oh, what well, is a surprise ruined? So yeah. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, but yes, thank you for listening, guys. It brings you to the end of our episode. Um, if you guys didn't know, we have a playlist called the Rated Playlist, and we add a song to it each week, a new school and old school song. And today I'm adding the old school song, and Bolly's adding the new song. And I'm going to add a song by Olivia, who is an artist that was on G-Unit and also signed to J-Records, so which was Clive Davis's label. And the song... Yeah. <coughs> sorry, you cut off there, but I'm sure it's, it's fine. What did you oh, sorry. Did you catch my... Huh? Oh, no, it, it just cut off. <laughs> oh, wow. I, you know, my phone started playing G-Unit. My watch started playing G-Unit for some reason when I was mid-talking because it heard me talking about G-Unit and Olivia. So it just started playing. That's why it cut off. Sorry. But <laughs> the song I'm adding is Are You Capable by Olivia. Okay. G was, I was saying she's an artist from G-Unit and signed to Clive Davis' record label, J Records. Yeah. And I heard it the other day because um, some page was doing like a throwback ode to Olivia. And I was like, oh, this is a really nice song. And there's one song I listened to for my first album called Biz Outs. And then I was like, oh, this album actually sounds really good. So yeah, I listened to this song too, and I really like it. I've been banging it. So it's Are You Capable by Olivia. I'm going to go check that out. I don't think I've ever heard that, so I'll check that out. Um, I'm going to add a new school song. I'm actually going to add the Coffee Re- Wet Remix. Ooh. It's been a repeat this whole, whole week. Nice. I think it's a very, very, very good remix. And it just, I mean... I wouldn't expect much less from Beyonce to be fair, because 
we said before we like remixes where they actually change the song and not just put like a feature on it. Yeah. This is a complete reimagination of the song, and I think it's really interesting how he made like such an upbeat song so slow and like like a bedroom jam. Basically. Yeah, like it's, it's proper changes like the vibe because it was first like a dancey like you know woo party. Now mm-hmm. it's like a sexy mm, grind grind. <laughs> I still think the original takes the edge a little bit, but I actually, I love the remix just as much to be fair. So. Yeah, I like the different like flavours and it depends on what you want to listen to. So I like the fact that you can, you know, when you're feeling like dancing, you can put on the original. If you want to, you know, bump and grind one night, then you can put on the remix. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, thank you guys for listening as always. Um, feel free to drop us a line if you want us to talk about any topics in particular um, our Instagram page is at the rate podcast and um, our email address is the rate podcast one at gmail.com um, please continue to give us good ratings on Spotify and Apple podcast also thank you to everybody who's given us like nice comments and ratings on like um, Apple and Spotify I saw on one podcast page thing that we use to check our like, analytics and I saw people that have left nice comments and they're Americans and thank you guys for listening and tuning in we really appreciate it I almost, almost cried the other day when I was selling it to Ollie. I was like, oh, a bit emotional. <laughs> Reaching the masses in the United States. So, you know. Uh, it was so nice. It was so nice to see those comments. So, thank you. Yeah, yeah honestly, it's nice to like, know that we're reaching people with our little, little podcast or whatever. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, my personal Instagram is CarlCNN. If you want to message me, I follow back. And I'm at Ollie Day. And we will talk at you next time. We shall. See you later. Bye. Bye.